a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Washougal Wrap-Up. Yeah. Uh, talking to uh, Washugal and more, lots of exciting things that happened. And, uh, yeah, thanks to Fly Racing for making this happen. 2019 Fly Racing is out now. Head to your dealer and uh, check them out. Demand to see the 2019 Fly Line that was out and debuted at Washugal with, uh, with many, many guys. And uh, thanks to those guys for making it happen. Flyracing.com. Also, Alpine Stars. Uh, Alpine Stars protects Tech 10 boots, A4 chest protector. Uh, Alpine Stars, uh, the leading manufacturer for protection line and uh you know they'll make it well and they'll make it right and they'll make it fit and everything else uh the tech the tech 10 boot the benchmark boot and moto the tech 10 further advances the innovations that make it the most technical motocross boot ever uh every component of the tech 10 has been continuously developed in racing for uncompromised performance and durability and also to maxis tires from your bike to your truck and almost everything in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask Jeremy McGrath, the amazing Jeremy McGrath, developing the MXST tire, MXST tire that is out now. Uh, go to your dealer, ask for it, and, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks to the folks at Maxxis for making it happen. And FlyRacing.com, of course, and uh, RacerX. You want some Racer X gear? Go to uh, Racer X, um, the uh, casual apparel line. Brand. What is it? Racer X brand. Racer X brand. brand. That's it. I can't find the yeah. sheet in front of me. <laughs> I lost it. But use the code Pulp, M- Pulp MX to yeah. save with Racer X brand. Twenty percent off, everybody, and uh, get the same stuff that Wygant gets for free and loves it. Uh, speaking of Wygant, that is him on the line. What up, Jason Wygant? Yeah, driving to Loretta's. Is this? I was thinking about having to start this podcast off with asking you if this is hell week for you, but maybe not. Like you have a lot of fun there, but you do work really hard. But is it? Is this hell week? Uh, I describe Loretta's for myself or anyone that works there, just like it is for the racers. It's the best and the worst week of the year. It's the hardest week of the year and also the most fun. So yeah, I mean, it is hell week in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's sun up to sundown. Um, gone from the family for eight days or whatever. That's never, you know, life on the road is always not ideal. But uh, you'll never forget the times you had there. And I would imagine that anyone that's racing or has a racer going there probably says the same thing. Two weeks out, you're probably like, oh, crap. Yeah. It's coming. The big storm's coming. But at the same time, well, 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's fun, and I mean, you're just moto for eight straight days. Nothing but motocross. You can't even get a cell uh, cell signal, so it's kind of nice in its own way. I uh, I went there in '98, and I would not describe any part of it as fun. Not at all. I don't know. I'm just saying. I went there in '98 for the whole week. I did not have fun. When when you come back, I'm going to say it's not if it's a when. One of these years, you're you're going to come back. And uh, I think you'll have an awesome time. It'll just be eight straight days of track talk uh, like you would do on a Supercross track walk when you were allowed to do that. I do like track walk, track talk. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. Yep. Everybody in the industry is there, and you've got nowhere else to go. You might as well talk moto. Right, right. Okay, all right. It's just, Fair honestly, enough. the only thing – Loretta's is awesome. I travel a lot, as we all do, so it's, it gets a little bit much to spend a week there. But – the only thing I struggle with is just just torture hot, brutal, sweating. It is. I'm not even doing anything, and I'm just sweating to death. Other than that, great place. If I could spend the whole week in the creek and get all my friends down at the creek, have some uh, adult beverages maybe, that's a good time. Right. Um, that's Jason Thomas, everybody, yeah, in studio, by the, the way. The weather's terrible. Yeah. weather's terrible. And, and it will rain. It's supposed to rain a lot this week. Torrentially yeah. at some point. Well, you know what, uh, JT? Welcome in studio, by the way. Jason Thank you. Thomas. Yeah, I couldn't wait any longer. Um, I uh, I love amateur racing, so good luck to everybody at the ranch this week. Good luck. Um, all right, here we go. Um, Weege, were you or were you not supposed to meet us for dinner on Friday night? Yeah, it, uh, that was the attempt, but uh, there was an interception thrown. Uh, I threw it in a deep coverage. You know, I made plans with you guys to meet up for dinner. Yep. But uh, I was with GL, and we had to make it all the way through the pits to get out. Uh, and I should know, when you're with Grant Langston, social butterfly, there's hands to be shaken, there's babies to be kissed, and we couldn't make it out. We ended up at Kawasaki, and we never made it out. Yeah, <laughs> GL is like Revis Island. You, you're not uh, getting out of there. You, uh, you said, save me a table. We got you a spot and everything. And then uh, at some point, you said, yeah, I'm not going to make it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, we ended up, uh, Kawasaki had a, I don't know, some sort of like Louisiana crab shrimp bake, uh-huh. and it it got deep. It got, it was awesome. It was a great time, and although I'm sure it would have been cool hanging to you guys, I have no regrets. Uh, was RV there? Yeah. No, I think that was part of the appeal, but RV, I think he left. He drove his van to go into one of those rivers and, and hang out. But, uh, okay. yeah, his, his vehicle was an eye shot. But he was gone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know he, he pitted by the Cowie guys because him and Big B, the truck driver for Monster Cowie, are, they planned to get into one on on one night. So um, I don't know what yeah. happened there. But, yeah, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. RV won the 125 race. He finally he finally wins something, Wygant. Good job. He finally gets on top of the podium somewhere. So. Yeah, it was quite the, quite the losing streak, a historic losing streak by his standards. He ran it all down on our – Again, just garbage yeah, go, post race show that we did on video. Just, just, a, just a, garbage. a shit show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, getting worse every week. I realize, you know, we brought Chuck Sun in there to talk about pulling a fence off of Justin Barsha at the Nations in 2012. And there's probably eight people watching that show that even know what we were even referencing I, or who that was or anything. I like Chuck Sun, but he, the same thing that he told you in the post race thing, he told me up in the announcer's tower. I'm like, Chuck, yeah, that's. It's a long time ago. I know I made fun of you, but you helped get a rider disqualified for helping lift the fence. And I don't somehow Chuck rationalized that somehow. I don't know how, but 
Yeah, he gave me like three different stories as to why. If, if no one remembers here, in the qualifying race Saturday in 2012, Barsha crashed, went into a fence. Chuck Sun, member of the 81 Motocross Nations team, pulls the fence off of Barsha, and yeah. Barsha gets qualified yeah. for outside assistance. And, and, uh, and he's still defending it. Yeah, and because he, he said my tweet where I said, hey, Chuck Sun, thanks for the help in 81, but we got this. Um, yeah. You know, he, my tweet, I guess, really bothered him. He, he said he got a lot of shit over that. And I'm like, okay, all right, fine. Anyways. Yeah, um, uh, I do remember. It was, it, was a, it was an awesome moment, really. So, yeah, yeah, RV lost yeah, uh, yeah. Winter X. He lost. He looped out at a GP. He lost Winter X. He lost uh, Straight Rhythm to Stank Dog. He lost his 125 race at Hangtown. Finally, Ryan Villapoto puts it back on top. Good job, RV. One of the highest paid. Well, we were wondering. The, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was go just ahead, say one of the one of the highest paid racers in America. Yeah. Wins the one twenty five race. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Yes. Still is. Yes, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and he was just barely able to edge. This is the question that was raging through the pits throughout the weekend. Like, how old is RV right now? Thirty, maybe thirty, thirty one, something like that. Yep. What do you think? Thirty one. Yeah. Could a not really training anymore 31-year-old beat a training like a madman 46-year-old Mike Brown? And the answer is it's about equal. The 15 yeah. years equals out if you're Mike Brown and you're an animal trainer. Right. They were about the same. Now, Will Hahn has a case. Will was telling me after the race, he was not, He got third. He was not going to lodge a protest. But I heard from some fans, I didn't watch it, but I heard some, some unbiased fans and Will that Brownie and... RV jumped on a red cross cross flag. Oh, stop it! Nothing. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Will Hahn's not happy, but he said, "What am I going to do? Protest them in Washougal?" He was beat. He was beat. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, all right. Let's get to the race. Uh, that was the 125 race, and uh, good luck in Loretta's all week. Why can't we'll see if you survive? Um, oh, yeah, the epic story. And, let's and, do one of these next week about that. And if you're in the announcers tower, okay, keep it profesh. All right, keep it profesh. There's people watching. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. People are actually, I, I, we're, we're actually live on the internet. You can watch every day on racertv.com. That's the problem. We thought we were just announcing to ourselves for the last 15 years. <laughs> right, right. No, not at all. Um, yeah. Look, uh, we always say Eli is going to Eli, you know, and uh, he has absolutely made a statement the last four motos. And the second moto at Washougal, he crashed. He blew by guys twice. He he took past Kenny with two laps to go. Um, he was on fire. He was doing two laps at 214. No one else, everyone else at 216 or higher. I mean, JT, if you're Marv, you're just like, yeah. I mean, I, we said this last week, and I wrote about it, and, and you've talked about it. Eli Tomac is going to determine whether or not you win that day. <laughs> if you're Marv. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think, uh, you know, Ryan Dungey probably faced this as well. Uh, when EUI goes into that next level stratosphere of pace, that gets him in trouble sometimes. It also gets him in trouble. You know, we've seen him have big crashes because of it. But there's no way for Marvin or Kenny, uh, in this case, this weekend, to think they can respond. When they're going as fast as they can go and they see EUI coming a little bit and they're like, all right, I got to go everything I have. And then, you know, EUI drops three, four, five seconds a lap off of that. Yeah, you have no chance. You're not going to be able to respond to that. It's wishful thinking to think you can do anything to uh, turn the tide when that happens. You just kind of have to tip your hat and say, hey, you know, maybe he's going to crash next time he tries to do that. He He's so aggressive. On a track that got hard pack, has shadows, JT, you hated those shadows. Yeah, I'm not, uh, a, not a fan. Right. He was so aggressive. 
It was just yeah. yeah. I mean, it's he's done it on he's launching done it in sand. Of, into the sand. He's pit. done it in Southwick. He's yeah. done it at Millville, which is kind of a mix, and now he's done yeah. it on Rock Hard Washougal. So it doesn't seem like it's a terrain thing. He's able to find uh, find pace and and use his aggression even when it, it seems like aggression would work against you. So yeah, you just uh, I think we see a similar situation in Europe right now. There's a person that can go faster than anyone else, and it's not ever uh, necessarily. Here we go. Here well, no, we I'm go. I'm saying here we go. There are very few people on Earth that can turn it up to that level, uh, and we're seeing it yeah. on both sides of the pond. And I don't think they can do it at will. I think it takes a mixture of adrenaline and a little bit of oh crap, I'm not going to win if I don't turn it up here. Uh, because if if he could turn it up at will, he would win by a minute every time and make his life easier. Ah. Uh. Weege, what'd you, what'd you see with that rod? I mean, come on. Marv's got to be bummed. Kenny's not bummed, but Marv's got to be bummed. Yeah, Marv's got to be bummed because um, I would think that Washougal is a little bit better of a track for Marv compared to Eli. And oh. Not that I expected Marv to win, but I thought, all right, it will be closer between them. Like, Washougal will neutralize it's slick, and, and maybe that works a little better for Marv. Maybe that's not quite as good for Tomac. So maybe they'll be closer than they were at Millville. But in the end, they were not closer. If anything, Eli fell. So he was actually harder for him this time than it was at Millville. And he did it anyway. I mean, it's just it's just unreal. And uh, I start start thinking to when Villapoto himself was winning races on a 450, and JT was controversially saying, look, bikes get better every year. So – if Ricky Carmichael was doing this eight years earlier than Villapoto, Villapoto has eight years better technology underneath, and maybe that's the fastest we've seen anyone go. So are we getting to the point where we can start running that same thing? Like, there's no doubt the 450s they're riding now are the best 450s have ever been. Is this about the fastest that anyone has ever gone? Well, that's, that's fun. is, it's funny you say yeah. that because I have notes to ask you, both of you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I wrote this in my column last week on RacerX Online. Does peak Kenny Roxon in 2016, does peak Kenny Roxon go as fast as Eli Tomac? I say yes. I know it's... Outdoors? It's, yeah. I, I know it's one I of mean, those things. I mean, not at Washougal because Eli smoked him at Washougal that year. Yeah, I'm just saying in general. Like, I think if Kenny never crashes with his arms, never has these accidents, mm-hmm. he's running with Tomac. Maybe not. You know, may, but sometimes he's beating him and sometimes he's running with he, him. He wins that race, the second moto? Pete Kenny wins yeah. that wins that moto easily because his gap would have been much well, bigger. Yeah, Tomac fell. You're like, well, I'm just saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the difference for uh, sure. But I'm just saying, drop the gate, go at him. I think Kenny I can do it. I don't think Kenny would be able to match that four seconds a lap faster. I don't believe so. I think he would win because Eli would need a lot more than pulling four seconds at the end. Kenny would be 20 seconds out front. Well, I don't mean it specifically second moto, JT. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying overall. I'm saying yeah. the second moto at Millville, like the Marv situation, Kenny's 20 seconds in front of that. With the holes that Eli is leaving in his game, bad starts, tipping over, Kenny's winning those motos. Guaranteed. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Kenny would be winning those motos. The motos I don't think that Kenny would necessarily win are the ones where Eli gets a pretty good start and it seems pretty easy for him. Those would be the interesting ones, but the ones where Eli's leaving the door open, yeah, Kenny wins those going away. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, I'm kind of with JT on that. It's almost like if you could draw it, you could see like highs and lows for Tomac. I believe that that psycho pace that Eli gets into, I, I don't even know if healthy 2016 or healthy in 2018 Roxon could match that. But that's only coming in these spurts um, over the long game of 30-minute right. motos and 24 of them for a year uh, for the title. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what makes us the ultimate bench racing question. Uh, it would be really hard to call. And by the way, this is so crazy. We've seen Eli and, and Roxon battle a lot through the years, and it almost seems like it's 50-50. Like some years Kenny's better, some years Eli's better. Uh, when Eli won the second moto at Washougal, that was his 31st career moto win, and Kenny has 30. They were tied until two laps to go when it's oh, going wow. the other yeah, direction. Yeah. And I'm like, that gives you an idea. Like, to call it between those two is, to me, been about as equally matched mm-hmm. uh, as, as any two guys on the same trajectory. So I, I don't know how you can call it. I think Pete Eli might be a little faster, but throughout an entire race, I don't know if he wins. It'd be hard to say. Peak Tomac versus Peak Ferry. Weech. Mm. Mm. Well, Ferry's got him beat in starts. Career starts. He's got everybody beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Showing up to the gate and racing. He's got everybody beat in that category. Most career outdoor starts. Tim Ferry, everybody. Yes. Uh, got beat there. Peak Stew versus Peak Tomac. JT. Uh, oh, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Stu don't you dare. Would win by a lot. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, only because Eli's winning. Eli's incredible. And I, I honestly think that if you put Supercross greats in outdoors right now, Eli would be killing everyone. But for whatever reason, Eli cannot consistently get a good start on dirt. He's, sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's terrible. But there's no consistency to it. Supercross, he had it figured out, and from talking to some people this weekend, uh, most of the teams have a really good setting for the greats. They put a certain RPM, it won't spin, and it's it's the same every single time. Well, when you put them in dirt, you know, it's sometimes it's hard pack, sometimes it's sand, some, so there's all this variance where the rider really has to be a bigger part of the equation, and I think that's where you're seeing the inconsistency come in for Eli, because he, he's never really been a great starter. So... If you put Stu out there, Stu was generally at the front on the start. He was a great starter consistently. He'd be gone. And I think that's where we're, we're getting back to Kenny, too. Kenny would be gone at his peak. He was a great starter. He's whole-shotting every moto now, him and Bogle, right? Yeah. He would be gone. The race would be over. EY would be able to drop down this four seconds, but the lead would be 24 seconds, and it's not going to matter. So, uh, Peak Carmichael, peak Tomac, Wygant. Well, that gets back to that same argument of the the bike. Like, I, I would take Tomac over Carmichael if Carmichael's on a 2006. Yeah, I'm giving uh, him the same RMC bike. You got to give him the same bike. Yeah. Right. If you give him the same bike, look, the dude won 150 races, and for the most part, was. I mean, it was once he really got things dialed in, no one was even close. Like, there was never yeah. pressure. Nothing. Nothing was ever in doubt. There, there, I, I don't know how you would not pick that guy. There was definitely times in Ricky's reign, more than once. Where he was two to three seconds a lot faster, JT, than everybody else. Yeah, like, but you like know, the same uh, thing where everyone's going. Yep. everyone's at their peak. Uh, Shorty, Alessi, uh, I don't even remember back then. Like Chad. Yep. And RC is dropping them by oh, two yeah, seconds. He was. A lot, I mean, he know, was so. significantly better yeah. than everybody all right. the time. And he probably wasn't even pushing all that hard most of the time. Yeah. But I think you know the the bike needs to be yes. a big part of the equation because the fuel injection has a wild traction control on yep. a track like Washougal. It's a massive yeah. deal for these guys. As far as they've come with with that technology, you know, we, it doesn't get talked about a lot. And for a guy like Eli, he he didn't ride a 450 or a factory 450 in 2005 to know what that was like. No, Carmichael's bike popping and yeah, farting. Yeah, but I'm and- just saying, <laughs> and without traction like that, to yeah. know how much a more delicate Ricky or Wyndham these guys had to be on the throttle. Those guys now, I mean, the bike is doing, yep. you know, thousands of, of computations per second to keep them hooked up. So I just think it's kind of apples and oranges with that. Uh, Kenny rode well. That's three straight second places for Roxon. Yep. Le- led laps. So yep. looks good. He's, he's, I mean, he's equal to Marv. 
He's where Marv is, right? Why again? I mean, he's kind of the same. Like throw, like flip a coin. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the last four motos, it's kind of gone that way based on who starts in front of yep. who. They, they, neither guy is just catching the dude from yep. behind where they start is where they finish. So, I mean, that's and Kenny's done a great job of not getting carried away because now it's a couple weekends where he's been close to winning. You know, he won a moto at Redbud, so maybe the overalls in play. Then he was almost there for the overall this weekend. I'm impressed that he keeps reminding himself, even if he comes within two laps of winning, to not be disappointed that he's not winning yet. Because honestly, yeah. if you're Roxon, six months ago, you say you're about equal now to Marvin Muscan. Like, yeah. dude, you take that yeah. all day long. But I'm impressed that he hasn't gotten a little carried away yeah. and he's Someone uh, still so, very happy with that. Someone yeah. told me this weekend, like how how pissed off Honda must be at Kenny for all the money they spent. Oh yeah, I'm sure he wanted to be hurt all this time. And I'm like, well, actually, like he's gotten hurt seriously. He won races. Yep. He got hurt, and he's a podium guy right now. Like he's leading laps mm-hmm. and everything. Like, like okay, maybe it's not quite what they thought. But I can understand disappointed with, I mean, with the situation, yeah. but not at Kenny. What do you you think he's wanted to have like 15 surgeries? I mean, someone was like, "Oh, Honda not. just just six matches, just lights money on fire," and I'm like, "I, I don't know." Yeah, like, but there's a there's a difference between being pissed, of all, pissed off and bummed they, out. They probably insured the contract and never had to pay that themselves. You know? uh, well, yeah, yeah but they know? I'm sure they expected to be winning. Yeah, and I, I think they legitimately. I mean, look at Kenny this weekend. It, if not for some other worldly performance by Eli in the second mode, the last three yeah. laps, they win the overall, yeah. right? So yeah. he's getting better. I think the most impressive thing of the weekend was Kenny just fighting off Marvin and basically saying, no, you're not going to catch me. Yeah. And Marvin couldn't do anything about it no. on a track and, that and he's really yes. good at. Marv has ridden Washougal great. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was really impressive because as I was standing next to the track, I'm like, okay, well, Marvin's going to get Kenny. He's going to reel him in here. And then I was, you know, three laps later, I'm like, well, is he going to reel him in? Yeah. And then Kenny was just like, nope. Yeah. You know, so that was that was an impressive ride. Uh, also impressive, Eli pulling up his pants in the middle of the moto a bunch of times. Mm, yeah. I'm going to stay away from that one. Alpine Stars MX sponsors this podcast, everybody. We love them. It's great. But, come on. That's four or five times, Wygant, that the pants have broke on the guy. They got to figure it out. Oh, you're breaking up. Yeah, and uh, Langston's a big Alpine Stars guy. Goes way back with the company. And, you know, I, I don't think he's pumped to have to point this out on TV, but you have to, whether your your podcast sponsored by it too. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's just once the underwear is showing – uh, it's undeniable. But um, mistakes happen. Yeah. You're allowed to have your pants break once, maybe twice. You know, like your shit happens. But I will, I will say we're going on four or five times now, guys. I will say, and this you know goes a little bit against what my real job is, but all of that stuff is custom made for Eli. Yeah. So that's not always indicative of what a consumer product's going to be. No, that's fine, yeah. but it doesn't matter. You're costing the guy races. I, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. understand, but are all you, that, all that yeah. I was just in right. Italy. I watched, right. literally watched them sewing Eli and hurling together. I did, I did together. too. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm I, trying to be fair to Alpine Stars. No. Yeah. No, there's no being fair. they got to fix that. Okay. So, um, you know, I, what do you want to say, though? Remember, the Anaheim one thing is always going to get thrown in here. That was one in a million circumstances. I mean, he fell and he got the spinning tire hit him in the pants. Yes. So, I feel like that one, which is, this is not the same as that. It's like, no. how come they haven't fixed that since January? That was a different, that yeah. would have done it. That's a, well, maybe not the BOA system. Maybe it wouldn't have done it. Oh, there we oh. go. The throwing yeah. that in there. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how many points is Eli up? I, I, I meant to check. It's only 15. Still only 15. Yeah, 15 with uh, six motos to go.
But, dude, he's just crushing it right now. Oh, my God. Um, oh, it's epic. It's, these are epic-level performances. I just – I mean, we've said it already, but I feel like you just can't say it enough. Like, yep, yep. this is all time to see a guy do this. Yep. All time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. How was the press conference with him? Was he was he all right? He. It, it was just, it's so funny. It's so funny the way Eli works, man. It's like you would not even know that anything spectacular happened at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one other thing I want to talk about, dude, the crowd. They were going They were into it, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I couldn't believe it. And Washougal's kind of the perfect scenario. You know, they go up Horsepower Hill, and then they're out of sight. And then they drop down, and it's like, oh, my God, he's in the lead. So um, that always leads, and then it's a big bowl of spectators there, so I'm, that makes it extra loud. But I don't feel like at a national, through the television cameras, uh, I can hear the crowd to that degree very often. I thought yeah. that was something really special. And then uh, – I asked him in the press conference, and he's like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I mean, that's just Eli. He's he, Eli never going to go up there and do that. No, he is a tough nut to crack for media and fans. He really yeah. is. He's just the way he is. He's he's a nice guy. He's cool. I see him laughing a yep. lot around the truck, inside the truck. And uh, Yeah. But he, yeah. I think he's a lot like Dungy, where he just doesn't want to sh- – He doesn't. I don't think he likes doing media. It's part yep. of the job. Yeah. But I think he would definitely leave it if he could take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, hey, Barsha rode really well in the first moto. Like, he, he came did. from a ways back. Cooper Webb rode really well in the second moto uh, to come from a ways back. Both Yamaha riders were, were riding well. Barsha. <sighs> I don't I, know, man. Webb was, I will agree with you. Yeah, he yes, came from way back. But he was off the pace, man. He well, wasn't. I mean, yeah. He qualified third? He was second at one point, I think. I don't know what he ended up. I think up. he ended up third overall. Yeah, but I, I, he bad starts. For one, but then I picked him on my fantasy team, so I was watching him closely, and he just wasn't. Man, I, I thought at this point, after a few races back, he would be up in that Baggett Barsha mix, and he's just not there yet. Qualified fourth overall, which I think is his best. Since yeah, that's, coming back. that's good. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying the motos, yeah. I, I expected more than this. Uh, Weege, did you have him in your fantasy team? Uh, no, I didn't have him or anyone. Oh, okay. Fantasy. All right. Um, yeah. I was talking to Jimmy Perry in the morning uh, for Alex Ray reasons. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, I said, so, you know, what's what are you thinking with Webb? Like, mm-hmm. And I don't – I mean, I go back with Jimmy, but then he knows I'm in the media. Plus, it's Jimmy Perry, if anybody knows him. Um, but he was like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, you guys still figuring the bike out? And he's like, no, no, it's – you know, we, we, we're, we're, we're always test, but everything's pretty good. Everybody's pretty happy. He said Cooper's – looking good and the off week will help and yeah not any frustration at all do you think they're resigned to the fact that maybe he's making a move yeah i don't know maybe um i'm I'm hearing rumors to the contrary of that i wouldn't i i don't know if that's stamped that yet oh i think it's stamped really Uh, your own your own theories or people are telling you this uh, both, both, yeah, both for me, yeah, oh, yeah, right. both, yeah. Okay. I mean, right. there's even been talk about, hey, are you going to leave your place and go train with Alden? Would you do that? You know, things like that. Well, I'm well, even if it's happening or not, that that would be part of the negotiation process for sure. So I'm sure that has been talked about. I mean, we know he's talking to other teams and talking about that, but I don't know if that means that he's actually leaving. Uh, but uh, Barsha, we'll and Barsha told okay. me nothing's done with him at Yamaha, but they're close, and it sounded like it would be done. Yeah. Uh, Cole Seely, nothing is official, but he, they're close with Honda, so he'll be back there. Um, there's a couple moves also. Um, JT, so we had yes. the fly launch last week we up did. in Boise. Absolutely. And Blake Baggett was there with Zach Osborne and uh-huh. Pike. Yep. 
Um, Damon Bradshaw? Damon Bradshaw. Uh, Bradshaw. Bradshaw was on it when he was riding. He rides good. He rides good, dude. He rides yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, anyway. Especially Idaho track like that. Track he's ridden a bunch. So, uh, Baggett rode, Baggett rode all right at Washougal, whatever. But I don't know who books his flights, JT, but he was on my flight back to Vegas. Yeah, he was after on to Boise. Because he flew and southwest. He was, he was heading to Portland. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I who talked to him. books these tickets? I he did he would have done it oh, so fly wouldn't have booked it I don't think so okay. I think he booked it because I talked to him when I landed on Friday he was at Chipotle and I just chatted with him for a second and it, he wasn't like WTF why was I on that flight they just sounded like they there just didn't book it very has well. to be a flight from Boise to Portland on yeah I was on it okay. no Alaska you can fly direct okay it whatever takes whatever it minutes what Baggett goes to Vegas for an hour and forty minute flight and then back up to Portland yeah, not no good. wonder why he not good. didn't do well. I heard a little bit of uh, talk. I got to be careful how much I share, but there definitely is a feeling, I think, amongst a few guys that uh, some of the solo riding is is not helping these guys get better. Um, you know, the Barshas and Baggots and Pike. And I guess Pike. Yeah, not, give me a break. What? What? You don't even know what I'm gonna say. Yeah, not helping them. They need to ride together, like Alton's guys. Well, I, th- I think they're for Baggett. He's he's basically riding by himself. Yeah, and for Barsha, he's basically riding by himself. Well, so I think they're. That's what everyone did for a hundred years. When who? Chad, Ricky. No, no. I mean, no. That's well, not true. What? Well, okay. Well, he rode with you and Burner. I mean, and Red Dog. But I, I just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying what I'm hearing, and they're thinking like. To get better, to be able to run with Eli specifically, Marvin even, Kenny even, they've got to find some speed. How are you going to do that? Because they're, obviously yeah, what they're well, doing now is not working. Right. Well, Marv's been riding alone most of the time. Okay. And and Eli rides alone okay. or with J-Mart on 250F at altitude. I'm just telling you, to the guys that are getting beat nah. and beaten badly, what, I, I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I know, but I'm yeah, just saying yeah, this yeah, is just, talk that's going here's on. Here's a straw. Grasp it. So they, they shouldn't try to get better? No, they should try to get your, better, but that ain't it. Is your, no, they, but that ain't it. Pushing two people getting together and pushing each other is not well, going to make anybody better. Who pushes Eli? Who pushes Marv? I would assume that those guys already have more speed. So I, 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 what, I, what do you propose for them to try to catch up? To, uh, twist the throttle more. Oh, got it. Okay, okay perfect. There we go. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Baggett actually said that in his post-race TV. Uh, he did, so yeah. you're not getting in any trouble, okay. yeah. uh, JT. Yeah, he said maybe it's time to start riding with some other guys. Um, Blake? Blake? You, yeah, you almost do feel like if you're if – you're, well, Kenny seems like he doesn't care. He'll do anything. But, uh, I mean, Eli's not letting anybody nearby. And I don't think Alden's messing up his deal. But, but I have zero idea if Barsha and Baggett have ever spoken. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there's any relationship at all. But it does seem like the two of them should be like, hey, I, hey. I will say – I will say that Baggett has always been super cool with letting people ride at his place. Yep. And if he and he'll go to their place. Listen, so, all, you know all I'm mean? saying so. is both of them, both of those two specifically, realize that they're getting beat and they're not fast enough. So, yeah. well, how can we get faster? Is the know. question it, that's getting posed. It ain't riding with other people. Everyone else. Yeah, no one does that. No, um, no one has ever decided to get together and ride together and make each other faster. That's a well, but we just incredibly terrible theory. It ain't gonna help. Right. All right. No, um, no one's ever got better. Hey, JT, why don't you illustrate what you mean by this? Um, people listening at home might not realize how it works. You guys do staggered starts in your motos. 
So you can have guys of disproportionate different bikes, different speeds, and it still forces you to ride hard. Yeah, right? I mean the the age old theory is you get you know a an elite level guy. For my my situation, he was either Timmy or Chad throughout my career. Tortelli. Tortelli also. Uh, and then you get a, a B-level guy, which was me. You know, I'm getting 10th place, and they're getting first. Uh, and then, yeah, you do you do a couple sprint laps, figure out how much slower you are. Then you have someone with a calculator and figure out how many laps it's going to take you to do 35 minutes, and then that's how far you start out front. So the goal is, you know, I'm going to start out maybe a minute in front of X rider, and then by the end, you're hoping it's as close as possible. And I'm trying to stay out front, and they're trying to catch me. And you're hoping the last couple laps is just an all-out dogfight to see who can win the moto. Uh, it works pretty well. It turns it into competition. You know, there's adrenaline flowing, and no one wants to get beat. Uh, so, yeah, it just um, take it, you know, on multiple fronts, it takes the monotony away. It gets your intensity up, which is difficult to do in a practice setting. Um, you know, where I think it gets interesting is you, you get – the egos involved which say say in a in a hypothetical that barsha and bagger wrote together this week you have to really check your ego at the door and just realize hey we're here to get better i don't care if you're faster than me this moto or i'm faster we just are working together to get better um and that's you know we've seen that we saw that work with roxon and villapoto when roxon was at alden baker's that everybody was wondering how is this going to work but I think if you can, re- and, and you're seeing it with Anderson and Marvin now, uh, if you can really manage the, the ego and really keep yourself in check and understand that everybody's working towards the bigger goal, and you'll sort out, sort out racing on Saturday. That's where you're going to race at. I think it works. I, I would disagree with Steve. I, I really, I've seen it firsthand in my own life that it, it helps. Uh, so I don't think it's a bad idea at all for those two to get together or whoever, whoever wants to get in and, yeah, did, and ride Where did together. you get the Barsha thing? Did he rec- say that? Did somebody say I that? I just or heard names getting... thrown oh, out. Oh, okay. Who is possible? Right. Who lives close by? Who would yeah. do it? Who needs help? You know, right. so. Um, well, yeah, good luck with that. All right. Um, uh, JT, didn't you uh, credit Dean Wilson's uh, 2011 250 outdoor title by him getting his ass kicked by dudes on 450s like Chad every week? Yeah, there's, there's, no, doubt. Part of it? there's no doubt he got better. Uh, when he, he, I mean, he was getting beat by burner pretty badly too, but you're on a soft track against guys that have ridden this track every day all summer. And then you go to the racetrack and you're racing against on equal footing uh, on an equal track. And he started winning. Let's so, move this thing along. All right. Yeah. Steve's just wrong. No, I'm and not we'll, wrong. I mean, we'll no, go ahead and try it. But I just named off three guys that ride alone and they, and, and they're beating Blake. So, so you're saying that Eli didn't ride with J Mart until a month ago all the time. And that didn't help. You're saying that okay. Marvin rides alone all the time, and he, that he didn't ride with Zach. He didn't ride with Zach at all until he got hurt. Um, all right, let's move along, please. Thank you, Justin Hill. Probably should have went four four on the day. I don't know, maybe not second moto. Four maybe, four four five. Four, yeah, something like that. Uh, rode really well. Rode, rode well. Killed my fantasy team in the second moto. <laughs> God, mine also. Fifty percent. Fifty percent pick trend. Did you, can you believe that? Why again, Josh Hill, Justin Hill. 50% pick. I, I cannot believe that picture, and I cannot believe it. Um, but uh, hit a tree. I need yeah, to go back and watch that. I didn't see it yet. I didn't they didn't show it, it on TV, I don't think. Oh, well, did you get it on TV? Nah. No. I, no, we only had a, we had a bike parked up next to the tree, but we don't know what the crash I, was. I, I talked to somebody who saw it, and he got in a rut, in a long rut coming down the hill, and the bike went one way, and he flew off of it. Like the bike almost, they said, bike went one way. He went the other way and he went right into the hay bale that was tied to the tree, mm. and like full stop. So got a knee wow. injury now. Uh, yeah, hurt his knee, I guess. Why get? Yeah, yeah, but not. Uh, I saw his brother uh, Josh, and he said they had it X-rayed. It was good. 
They don't think there's any structural damage, so it's more like bruise. So right. they're hoping it's actually going to be okay. Uh, Cunningham rode well. He does good at Washougal. Cunningham's does, good always, at Washougal. Always, yeah. Good job for Kyle Cunningham. Eleven eight on the day. Growing up in that, you know, Palmdale, Lancaster, you know, adverse conditions on the practice track. I think Washougal just seems to work. You you have to really be careful, and you can't just He's get from super Texas. aggressive. Yeah, but he's lived in that. He lived in that Kyle Lewis area for a long time. Okay. Like when I would go to when he was on BBMX in 08, he lived up there and rode there every day. Uh, Josh Grant came back, the 33. Yeah. Uh, what happened, Sakamoto? Ankle? Uh, I think the ankle was still too sore. Yep. Yeah. I just uh, he probably wasn't thrilled with the 10th. I think he got in the first moto either. But I. It's funny. I was looking through photos while again at the Racer X stash of photos, you know, and and the Rich Shepard, the photographer, takes photos of 20 guys from the same jump, going to the same jump. Yep. And you just see them, and 20 guys are I – t- I saw this in two different photo things. 20 guys are elbows up, straight, or a little crooked, and they're riding. And then JG is whipped sideways yep. <laughs> over the same jump. He would say it was greasy. <laughs> yeah, greasy. and you're just like, that's the way he rides kind of, right? Like, yeah. you're just like, look at these 20 – here's 19 guys with basically the same form going over a jump, and here's JG, and you can yep. see his side plate. So um, that that is Josh yeah, Grant right there, true. right? Um, yep. yep. Do we see him at Unadilla? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that. I'm right. Just, yeah. uh, how about Bogle right now? So six whole shots out of eight motos back. Is it six out of eight or seven out of eight? Six out okay. of eight. Okay. And I think he was maybe second in, the, in one of the. I don't others. know. I mean, six out of it's eight. It's unbelievable. Did he crash second moto? Uh, kind of. What? what do you mean? <laughs> no, like for real. Did he dip, did, I saw him ride off with his goggles off, like riding slowly by the whoops. He was pulling uh, off. But I didn't see him crash. I just meant kind of he, he crashed one way or another, however yeah. you want to put that. I, he couldn't have just to quit, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. Have. He couldn't have. But I don't know. Maybe we need Aaron Coscarelli to uh, report. <laughs> <laughs> too tired. Not, just too tired. Yeah. Two hole shots. Uh, yeah, hey, you got to give it to him. Not scared. He led three laps in the first moto. So way better. Way better. I, you yep. know the the one thing I would be not be completely honest here if I didn't mention. So I was watching this, and and he's leading, and he's just fighting for the lead with everything he's got. And I was actually pretty impressed. I'm like, hey man, he's he's not giving the lead away. He's he doesn't seem out of control either. He wasn't. I mean, he was just kind of doing his thing, and. When the dam broke, the dam broke. Yeah. It was about nine and a half minutes, and I watched his body language completely changed, and he looked tired. I don't know if he was tired. I don't know what his heart rate was or if he was had arm pump. I don't know. But I'm just telling you what I saw, and nine and a half minutes in, he looked ready to head to the truck. And he held on. You know, I can't remember what place he got. Uh, what did he end up the first moto? Uh, 13th. 13, yeah. He was, I mean, Pike was having some issues too, and they were both kind of in their yeah, own little deal? world. Pike was going arm, backwards. Arm pump. Arm yeah, pump, he's man. got serious uh, hand issues right now. He's got some torn stuff going on in his hand that pumps up. But, man, I was just like, gosh, he only nine and a half minutes, and that was a bit telling to me. So, for Bogle, man, he's got some work to do to be back where he wants to be. The speed's there, the starts are there, but if you can't hold it for more than nine and a half minutes, it's uh, going to be a while. Uh, look, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's going this bad. I me, really me am. Me too. Yeah, I think everybody is. I mean, he he's better than it's better than this. I mean, it's, it's getting it's getting better slowly. Not quick enough to me. Well, like, I mean, that's all opinion, right? I, I guess the people that are paying the bills are the only opinion opinion that matters. But I expected more 
by this point. And I guess the only saving grace is he's getting his bike and sponsors out front every single time. Yeah. But I thought he would be able to sustain something better than 13th. At the, right. Like if you, okay, you lead for three or four laps that to me, that spells like a sixth or seventh place, eighth place finish just simply because of your pace. Like yeah. you can go that fast. You should be able to hold maybe two or three seconds slower, which is still going to be good enough for sixth or seventh. Yep. Weege, anything on Bogle? Yeah. I, I mean, he's been racing for a month now and it's like, you're right. It's still the 10 minutes is about all he's got. That's what's really puzzling to me. Um, and it's not like the way everyone's program works these days. You know, everybody's under lock and key. So he's down at Jeannie Carmichael's. Like, it's not like he's just sitting on the couch all week being lazy. It's not like the 90s where it's just like, well, we'll see you on, on Friday at the track. Yeah. Like, surely he's riding and training during the week. So it's really puzzling to me that in one month he has not gained that much. I mean, 13th is better than he was. At least he's not getting lapped anymore. But it's yeah. not what you would think in one month. I mean, Grant got 10th. Uh, started behind yeah. him in the first moto. And... Like so, I'm I'm confused. They, Although I will say something. Go ahead. I, I just yeah, heard. Sorry. I heard like two weeks ago that Grant had yet to do a thirty. I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt he got that. Tenth. You know, like yeah. and he got yeah. tenth. But he only seemed like he only had one. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Yeah, and and Cooper Webb told me like he should not have been racing at Southwick. He came back early. He knew he came back early, and he's like, whatever. I'm gonna learn, even if I get my ass kicked. But he hasn't been. He's been so much better uh, than Bogle, and you're seeing improvements each week. Uh, from Whip. Uh, one other thing I thought was hilarious, so I was on the um, shuttle from the parking garage to the airplane on um, Friday with the JGR guys, and we're talking about amateurs and Loretta's and all that, and uh, your buddy Carson Mumford, Mathis, your buddy, yeah. the one amateur you like, yeah. Mumford. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Budman was saying Mumford's like an unbelievable starter. They said he was pulling hole shots on Phil all week. Uh <laughs> Phil would it would take to the end. It would take all the way to the first turn for Phil on a four fifty to finally get him. <laughs> and J Bone's like, J Bone's like, he's like, yeah, he's so good out of the gate. He's so good, Bumford. And J Bone's like, that's what you need, man. You need guys like that. We need guys like that that get starts. Starts help so much. And then I thought, uh, uh, that's exactly <laughs> what you have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. What else? Uh, good job by Noah McConaughey. Rode well. Showed up. 16-15 on the day. Um, yeah, I blew it there. Blew it there for fantasy. Yeah, you did. Him. You did. Uh, 100 he points had, for fantasy. So, random note on Noah McConaughey. He's had six surgeries in 18 months. That's why I didn't pick him. Really? Six surgeries in 18 months. From his... Uh, Femur yeah. and all kinds of stuff. When I was like, I'm, I'm out on that. Not doing it. Um, Phil... I watched Phil in a second moto. I didn't get a chance to talk to him after the race, but uh, Phil crashed before the whoops, kind of lost his front end, went down, got up. I think he tried to get on his bike while pushing it again. Yep. And fell he, again. And he fell again. He clipped his boot, didn't get the boot over the fender, and not fell good. over again. It's not good. Oh, could you imagine the rage right there? Oh, boy. Oh. Um, oh, gosh. And then I told Lopes about that in a post-race pulp cast I did that I lost. By the way, and uh, and Lopes is like, "Oh, that's not good. I'm going to the airport with him. There will be a lot of fucks all the way to the airport." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, okay, uh, I heard. I overheard some story. Phil was really mad at someone. I don't know what it was. Unless it was himself. Maybe it was just himself. Oh, I need to figure that yeah. out. We need to get like throat slit gesture. 
Yeah, I thought so. I thought he was yelling at somebody. Right. Uh, unless he can, unless he's gotten to the point, maybe he's looking in the mirror and yelling at himself. I don't know. <laughs> Steve. Um, maybe hey. Steve. Yeah, maybe hey. Steve. Thank you, Wygant, for the shout-out for Alex Ray. I have yet to watch the race, but I've heard. It wasn't the way we wanted it to. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the well, way I mean, we wanted I it. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, you, you mentioned the rider and the team he's on. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Nope. Absolutely. Can you imagine how some how angry that made probably certain people out there in the pits and everything else? <laughs> so angry. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, no. It didn't work out the way we thought it would. We were a strong 17th uh, in Moto 1 for half the Moto, looking good. And then it all went to shit from there. Pulpum X is Alex Ray. So, we were hoping that we would show the Yamaha guys that they should put a third bike on for Unadilla. And, yeah, they're not going to do that, I don't think. What place would he have needed to get? Well, I was telling, First? I was telling Jimmy Perry that we're shooting for the podium beginning of the day to show them what the mistake they made but mm. didn't really work out um anything the, else the goal was for keith bacardi to be pounding his death this morning like right now <laughs> yes, he wanted to yes. be pounding his death yes and maybe yeah. the little toy yamaha hauler will fall off <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, right. that's uh, right if you pick nick schmidt and Polatelli in fantasy i can't help you no i don't that's even know a really bad pick yeah both of them um Polatelli, yes nick schmidt Definitely yes, because he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't really race outdoors. So we go up to yeah. Washougal every year. Yep. But you like look at Josh Grant. Look at these guys. It's full commitment yep. to come back and do well. It's. I mean, you have to be prepared. And, and it's ninety A-ray, degrees. And, and a Ray, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can't just jump in without. Yep. I mean, it's really hard. So yeah, yep. that's on you. Um. Uh, seven Deuce Deuce raced. 33-22. Carson Brown's on a four fifty now. Uh, Heath Harrison either quit or got fired. From Phoenix Honda, yep. So Brown, we'll find out tonight. Well, Brown will be on um, 450s probably the rest of the year, maybe. I don't know. I, no. I think it's a good no. Oh, I think oh. it's a good move if they do that. No, Weege. No, I have no idea. Oh, oh, you don't know. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Oh, no, I don't know. Right. It's a good move if they do it. Uh, That's where it should be. All right, everybody, listen to this commercial from uh, the folks at Race Tech, and uh, we'll be right back to talk some 250s on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing in high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And we're back. Flyracing.com 2019 gear out now. JT, what is your favorite colorway slash gear line for 2019? Mm. 
I, I'm torn between white hydrogen and Evo. Evo is all brand new for 2019. It's pretty exciting stuff. We need a color. I will go red, white, and blue Evo. Okay, is my favorite. Red, white, and blue Evo gear. I, I'm these colors don't run, bro. That's, all right. you know, you know me. Well, that's the stuff Bradshaw was wearing. That's why it you was. liked it. That's yes. why yes. we gave it to him specifically right. because right. it's Bradshaw. Hey, Weege, remember you and I were talking about Bradshaw a few years ago, and we were like, man, all he wants to do is talk about monster trucks. <laughs> Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very well. Dude, he's back. Damon is back on moto right now. Like, I had a, I bro down with him probably too much in Boise at the day and probably a little creepily, you yes, know? I would agree with that. Um, but because it's Bradshaw, I just did. And, dude, he's back. We got him back. So, like. Yeah, well, he's not doing monster trucks anymore, so that probably has a big impact on what you're uh, concentrating on in life. Yes, and he is now back on the moto, and he's got a lot of cool opinions, a lot of good things. Yes. Oh, like he, you're saying he's like watching all the races and paying attention. No, that's what I mean. Yes, like that, like yeah, oh, okay. like when you talk to him, he's on it now. Before he was oh. like, he'd be like, "Hey, Damon, what about you know, what about this guy?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, well, the monster trucks keep me busy." And you're like, "Ah, well, Damon is yeah. back. He, he has is. to be, bro. He he yep. knows that's his. Uh, yeah, he, he has is. to be. He's got to he's got to get it together and and be." I don't want to say be relevant, but to have a relevant conversation, you need to be timely. These are, you know, he needs no. to know what's up. No, he is, uh, he is all the way back, Damon Bradshaw, everybody. Yep. So, awesome. um, okay, 250s. Well, when you're living right, like Aaron Plessinger is, I mean, he's been balls fast, too, don't get me wrong, but a 4-3 takes the overall, Wygant. That's what happens when it's your year. That is what it means. Yeah, that was the complaint we had earlier in the season, even when he was doing well at times. We were saying, but other races, he didn't look like what you're used to seeing from the champion, where it just always rolls your way. But we are absolutely into that stage now. Um, just shit just keeps working out. And, you know, same thing with uh, Osborne last year was great, but when your bike is smoking in a moto, but you still get eight, yep. um, you know, it's when it's your year, it's your year. This year was clearly not that goes year. So now it has all the looking, looks all the trimmings of a championship. He's 104 points ahead of Cooper in third. So he will eliminate wow. Justin Cooper after Unadilla, and he will just have to worry about Alex Martin, and then he will clinch at Butts Creek, most likely. Strong. Yeah. And, wow. You know, it's one of those things. We've talked about it on the show before. I've written about it. I don't know what it is. It could be all just complete uh, just coincidence. But, man, it sure seems like when it's your year, it's your year. I, when, to go win the overall with a 4-3, that just doesn't happen. For Osborne to get hurt, J-Mart to get hurt. I mean, he's earned it, don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't seem like he can do anything wrong at this no, point. No, looks good. Um, how yep. eerily similar was Forkner's get-off, JT, to Connard's? Yeah, same, wow. same exact thing. Scrub, wow. scrub, scrub and catch touch. the front tire, high side. And then, Canard left then, with a femur, so you know at least Forkner seems to be okay. But I mean, you—it's getting to the point now where almost like Savachi, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Forkner's doing great. He's riding well. He's pinning it. He's at the front, and it's just every weekend something bad's going to happen. And what's it going to be? Is he going to be taken out? Is he going to crash? What's going to happen to him? And yep, it happened again in that second moto. And yeah, just thankful he's okay. Yep. Yeah, um, 
Hey, I don't think Savachi really likes me very much. I think he looks at me as Team Osborne. You well, know? you are also, and the he he lives at Camp Carmichael. Yeah, so yeah. Ricky has probably real. absolutely told him what a pile of garbage I am, and then I think he thinks that I'm Team Osborne, which I do like Zach, but whatever. But I don't even care. I was happy for Joey Savachi to win that moto. Why can't he needed that? That's awesome. It had to have been so frustrating for that guy. Good job, Joey Savachi. Yeah, this pro circuit soap opera. I mean. What dramatic twists and turns. So then they end up fixing it by going, not just winning the moto, but 1-2. Yep. 1-2, although it did not seem when they were battling very, very closely. You're like, okay, the one thing we haven't seen yet is two first circuit riders knocking each other down. <laughs> yes. Almost. Right. Only right. missing. <laughs> so, I mean, they had it. They owned it. Um, I mean, they were better than Plessinger in that moto. They were both awesome. They've been riding great. And uh, I said to GL before the second moto, I'm like, can you imagine if they just both go down together in the first turn or something in the second moto? And that didn't quite happen, but it practically did. Like, yeah, I don't even know winning that moto is going awesome, but you still probably feel like the dark cloud is over you the way it all ended up. Yeah, absolutely. I no, I don't think that erased it. That second moto is just like, damn it all again. I made a note uh, for my column on Wednesday, and one of the things I wrote was how many times Savachi said he needs to enjoy enjoy the races and i think it was four times he said it uh between the podium speech and and, and everything else four yeah, times yeah, tv said it too yep, yep. tv yep. yep because he's probably making himself miserable and just kind of just thinking something's gonna go wrong yep. not having any fun because he's like it almost with fork same thing with forking you're like okay when's something bad gonna happen to me yep yeah i was uh it was uh, good to see them um i talked to peyton after the race for a pulp cast that uh, forever is lost and uh, But Mitch was saying that. I said, well, hey, I saw you talking to Savachi after the race for a long time at Redbud. Like, mm-hmm. what were you saying? And he never really told me. But he, you know, basically, Mitch, Mitch was saying, like, these are mistakes by my riders. This isn't a black cloud. This isn't mm-hmm. fate. This isn't. He was saying these are mistakes. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, his bike, he had a for sure moto win yep. in Colorado and the bike failed. So yep. it's it's not only been them, but yeah, I mean, bad things happen sometimes to motorcycles, you know. Uh, but yeah, the crashes, I mean, yep. I think the Redbud one with Forkner, I honestly think Forkner should have checked up. Yeah. No, uh, and he said that. Mitch Mitch said that was a mistake and Joey's was a mistake. He yeah, I think Southwick, Southwick was a tough one. I don't know who to blame on that. If, if Amart didn't have the line, I've heard every story. I've heard agents on both sides saying that they their guy was in the right, and I just kind of you know nodded and, and moved along. Because I, I don't think that there anybody was really in the wrong there. I just think it was a racing incident. But yeah, when you crash, uh, there's usually it's usually rider error, fortunately. Um, you know, the heat that you're mentioning that you'll get as a media guy, Mathis, uh, that's the part that doesn't even get realized. We could all be so much more brutal if we had hot take shows. If we had Stephen A. Smith of motocross. Yeah. They, they have no idea how brutal we could be the, the way athletes and other sports get treated. They get disrespected so horribly. And it is true that I think we all know that some of these things were mistakes. But we're trying to paint it with a little bit broader brush of, ah, it's just bad luck. What are you going to do, man? It's just bad luck. We're trying to be generous here and not say, hey, Joey, you can't get the whole shot at Millville and wash out. Can't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if this is NFL and you throw a, um, an interception, they don't give you the benefit of the doubt of saying bad luck. We're just trying to be nice. We, we know. But uh, well, I think when you, uh, as much yeah. criticism as we get, we're actually nicer than we could be. Well, I think when you show up in the work, you show up at the pits every week, 
you know, you got to be accountable for what you say. And if you're going to just destroy a guy, then that doesn't, that's not awesome. You know, that's not a great feeling. And it's not like Joey no, meant no, to do that. I, yeah, it's not like Joey meant to do all those things. He's trying, you know, so. Um, exactly. So we, we're, we're nice about it. So, yeah, I think we all know if you get truth here on that, he just made a mistake. It wasn't bad luck, but we're trying to say it yeah. in a softer way uh, to be respectful of these guys. Uh, McElrath wins his first career moto. And he, and he, in style, like pulling away. Yeah, that was impressive. Like his, great work. His first lap was three seconds better than anybody else's I saw in the second moto. And it really gave him the, the gap to kind of, Just I mean, I don't cruise. want to say cruise, yeah. but because obviously his pace was super high, but he never was pressured, not one time. Um, good job for him. 9-1. Joey won this race last year with a 7-1. Yep. And he almost did yeah, it again was, with last a 1-9. Year was incredible with the Cincerillo yeah. going from first to fourth, fourth or fifth yeah. on yep. the last lap. Yeah. Uh, good job for Yeah, we had that. We were tracking that. If Savachi got the seventh, he would have done it again. Uh, so we were following that. I mean, it was it was wild. They almost he was in play. Yeah, he was in play. He yep. he went down in the second turn, by the way. Yeah, no one knows that. Yep. that's what that's what killed him. Uh, yeah. Hey, and McElrath, remember his fate at Hank, or Glen Helen, and his he had some issues early on, and then he won Muddy Creek without winning a moto, and he kind of said like a Southwick lot of first moto. Remember Southwick first yeah, moto? Yeah, yeah. Southwick first moto. Well, hey, man, he's fourth yeah. in the points right now. You know? Yeah. Like, good job uh-huh. for Shane. Yeah. Um, yep. Ferrandez had a good second moto, fell in the first moto, could never get it going after that. Uh, the troll train is uh, – it's not derailed like someone on Twitter told me, but it's definitely lacking some coal. It's not as much steam in the troll train. Uh, yeah, it's it's not looking good at this point. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, I, I always knew Plessinger would take it. I've always been there for Plessinger. That's true. Yep. So, yeah. looks like my guy is going to take the home the title. Um, you, you blew it. You blew it. You, you made it to win at all cop thing, and you lost. You, lost. You, you got greedy. Yeah. You got greedy. Right. And now you're paying the price. Yeah, you you have told me that a few times. Why get? Yeah. You just just leave yeah. it. Just leave it at Alex Martin being a title contender. Leave it. Drop it. That's it. Second in points. Second right. in points is a great season. Right. Um, yep. for, uh, for Sexton had a good first moto. Second moto, it's not there. Uh, didn't well, do he, as well. He followed Savachi all the way through. Yep. I mean, he was there. Every time Savachi made a move, Sexton made a move. I mean, they were just comboing one-two yep. punch everybody all the way through the field. And they honestly, they rode incredibly well. Like, they were great. They just started, you know, and, 30th. And did Jordan Smith fall in the second moto? Or just a bad start? Yes, I think he was in the same pileup they were. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. All right. Anything else? Uh, Lopes got some Jordan good. Smith falls out through the whoops there in the first. <laughs> with yeah. a foot off. That was awesome. Yeah. Foot off the pegs. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Lopes got some good starts. Did all right. Um, uh, oh, uh, who was Moseman? Was good in the first moto. Moseman qualified well too. Yep. We saw yeah. some Moseman yeah. speed. We saw some Moseman speed. Yeah, he's definitely that was definitely better. I, he, you know, he's a California rider. He he always rides really well at Hangtown. I think that surface really works for him. Uh, so you put him on a surface he's comfortable with, and then you know throw in a good start, and good right. things are going to happen. Um, Weege, no, I'm going to ask you, JT. Weege might do this. If I put, nah, you would know this too. Never mind. Okay. All right. Never mind. Um, good. Good show. Uh, Tommy Week. 2016. I would just like to point out that Tommy Weeks' motorcycle sounded a lot different. That's all. That's all I want to say. I'm not. See, I, I'm just you gonna kept leave. saying that on Saturday, and I didn't really notice. I'm it. I'm just going to leave it. But right yeah, here, yeah. that's it. 
Sounded really throaty, really deep. That's all. <laughs> he didn't get good starts, though. No, his, his he, starts no, weren't good. Yeah, no he didn't. I'm just going to leave that there. Um, I saw him get passed up Horsepower Hill, too. Did you? Yeah. Okay. But Horsepower Hill is weird now because it has all these rollers, so it's yeah. not a true test anymore. Right. Uh, what else, Weege? Uh, I was told on press day that Cooper Webb's Yamaha sounded way different than the other bike, and then I realized that was actually Phil Poto. <laughs> so you never know. You never know. Um, like, does the Yamaha sound different? I'm like, yeah, they do. It's it's not as different as it used to be, but they have the airbox in the front. They kind of minimize that, but it does sound different. They're like, it sounded totally different. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you talking about number two on a Yamaha? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's, it does sound different. You are correct. It was a 125, <laughs> and it wasn't Cooper Whip. Assuming this was it's not sound. endemic Moto Media. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming no, this was not. No, it was not. Yeah. It was not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is, uh, someone who probably wouldn't know anyway. So there you go. I want to thank Martin Costello for ruining my fantasy team. I was a big Martin Costello fan from Ecuador, but he couldn't come through for me. Um, what about 70 Deuce? What about him? How'd it go? 70 Deuce, I said it. He went 33-22. I did, how did I miss you saying that? I did, yeah. I brought oh, it up. Right, right JT? All right. Uh, you missed yeah. slightly, right. yeah. Yeah, he was there. Uh, he's looking like okay. a, he looks like a man wolf now, like with his beard yeah. and hair and everything. Like, yeah. hey, listen, that guy. I had some people t- bagging on that video to me, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. not a rap guy. I'm not rap at all. I like '80s Van Halen, but um, which couldn't be any more different from yep. uh, rap. But that's a cool video. Well done. I mean, people just don't get it. Yeah. He had fans around him all day long, dude. All day. I was, I, was, I was walking by it a lot. I think it's cool as long as you don't take it too seriously. Like, I played it for some people, and they were visually cringing. But Come on. They don't know Adam or what he's about or, you know. So I, I think you have to you have to qualify it as yeah. this is 7 Deuce Deuce. And, and if you just like, yeah, this is we're putting this on MTV, I think it's – I think they'd be like, huh? But if you know Adam <laughs> and you know what he's about, yeah. then I, I think that changes it a little bit. Calm down, everybody. It was good. Um, I really enjoy what Washougal has become, this uh, wayward home for Privateer Island. Like, we got the bear back. We have both the Enigmat brothers. Uh, Tommy Week, as you mentioned, the one race a year he does. I kind of like it. Uh, uh, Nick Schmidt, as you said. I kind of like what it's become. It's become this wayward home. Or dudes that are bored over the summer to be like, ah, I'm gonna go race one. Uh, yeah, hey, you're you're right. I do like that. Hey, by the way, uh, did you guys yeah. hear Stank Dog's mechanic got kicked out of the mechanics area for what was he doing? Smoking a joint? He had no shirt on. Not That's a, never, it? Mind, never mind a collared shirt. It was hot. He had no shirt at all. So no shirt. No shirt. <laughs> Stank Dog. Just <laughs> NF, so NFG by Stank. Uh, so great. Um. <laughs> What else? Uh, anything else happen? Exciting. I want to thank JGR for feeding my rider, Alex Ray, uh, in between races. And then, uh, and then Pike offered Alex Ray five grand to take off the Pulp of Five stuff. grand? Yes. Oh, I would have been peeling stickers. <laughs> he said, how much did this idiot pay you? And then uh, I said, flight and hotel and never, none of your business. And then Pike said, I'll pay you five grand to take off everything Pulp. And Alex Ray was actually thinking about it, so... <laughs> Um, That's awesome. Yeah. What else? Uh, Pike MX. Yeah, Pike MX. What? Anything else? What do we got? Well, Shugo. Weege, who is going to be the, – who's making their debut at, at Dilla? Who's going to win the, pre- the premier classes at, uh, at Loretta's? Look, I don't want to get you all – give you ammo, 
but this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. This is what you do. This is Mathis's move to try to disprove that amateur racing matters at all. Uh, for example, the guy should have been this year Garrett Marchbanks, but he moved up early. Yep. But someone's still going to win. Someone's still going to win the A class. Could be Seth Hamaker or somebody like that. Somebody's going to win the Horizon Award. It won't be Garrett Marchbanks. Now, three years from now, Garrett Marchbanks probably have a really good pro career coming, mm-hmm. but he won't have a Horizon Award. And then you'll pick whoever won it this year and say, see, Marchbanks is better. Amateurs prove nothing. It proves nothing. People know. There's a reason Marchbanks is already racing pro. The teams know, the people know. So the, Where you the hype is on. Uh, this is what you do. Like, you just run through the Horizon Award list, and, and you. Some, some years, guys win the Horizon Award. And the industry's like, yeah. They're, no, they're not. Good, but he's not. No, they're not. They like, lock him up. No, the, they, are. No, they, they don't. Are. They, they lock oh, him up right. the five-year right. deals. They lock him up the five-year oh, deals. Benny Bloss? Benny Bloss? Benny Bloss? Benny Bloss? Did he get a five-year deal coming out of amateurs? Okay, well, I'll, I'll – Jordan Bailey? T.J. Larson went – T.J. Larson, did he get a uh, five-year deal? Did, uh, did Durham get a five-year deal? Jordan Bailey's deal was not based not... on the Horizon Awards, Steve. Well, I'm just saying – Why did uh, – why did Kennard and Stroop – why did they get big deals, but why didn't Durham and, and P.J. Larson get a big deal like they did? I don't know why, Gant, because things have changed because since then. Because people know. Because people know. They watch, and they're like, yes, this year's Horizon Award winner, Benny Bloss, is good, but he's not so good that we need to go five okay, years well, and lock him up because there's a bidding war. All right, well, listen, know. I just asked a question. You don't got to attack me, all right? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, I so just asked a simple year, question. And uh, just the Horizon me. Award winner was Justin Cooper, working out awesome. I'm down with the I'm down with the attack. Bring it, Weege. Keep keep bringing it. Yes, yes. So this year there is a chance because Garrett Marchbanks turned pro early that this year's Horizon Award winner will be really good, but maybe not the next James Stewart. It's just the way it rolls. Sometimes. Can, can I just get a name? Really- can I get a name? Can I get someone? That's all I ask. Then you just attack me for no reason. Oh well, the name to watch, but he won't win the Horizon Award because he's not in the A class yet. Is Pierce Brown? Everyone tells me he's the fastest amateur, but he's in B right now. He is legit. So he might be pro next year. He's legit. So he and March Banks have always been similar age. They're both from Utah. They're, they're not rivals because I think they get along. But he's like March Bank level. So uh, I think Pierce Brown's going to be the name you're going to hear the and most how about. Many, but he can't win the Horizon Award. And how, many, and how many year deal does he have with somebody? Oh, he's on TLD, dude. It's probably through 2030. Okay, all right. Just checking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, who, do you, who yeah. do you want to be? You want Chiz on that team? And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, Mumford? How's uh, Mumford? No, actually, don't 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 tell this to Steve. It's TLD and Amart. There's no room for Amart. Right. Well, no, I think Amart's getting booted for Mitchell Falk. Well, I'm just saying the yeah, amateur yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yes. No, no, good job, yep. teams. Good job, teams. You, you, you've locked up the Zach Bells and Jordan Baileys and, and Mosemans. You've done great job there with everybody. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, Tomac and Barsha yeah. and Cincerello well, and Kennard and those guys all sucked. I mean, no, they're elite. They're elite. They deserve it. But but how do you how do you make the the distinction between the two? You're you're betting on futures here. Yeah, and I'm and I'm looking at the ones that didn't work to. out. Okay, well, well you're you're cherry picking. That's you can't. Well, I mean, that's not a fair assessment. So actually, Falk he he would be in the running. Like I would not be surprised at all. Yep. Mitchell Falk wins one or two of the A classes, has the Horizon Award, and then I will send the picture to you. And As you know there was no room for Amart despite second in points staying on that team. But I think we would you agree that. These teams are willing to miss on five guys to to hit on a Tomac or whoever that goes on and wins multiple titles. You know, I hadn't thought of it that way because I actually don't know exactly 
what the plan is now. They've, the pendulum has swung so far in that direction. Well, Where it used to be like uh, sometimes the team will get a guy, now they all get all the guys. Right. Uh, that's that's so the problem. I was problem. wondering why. I didn't realize maybe that's why. Because that's we why get three and we expect one to hit. That's why I spoke to a team owner and a team manager like maybe a month ago, and they both told me this is madness. Everybody's got deals. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Everyone's got deals. But realistically, you know that only a couple of them are going to pan out. Yeah, but JT, you you can look at Stewart, Kennard, Stroop. Mm -hmm. Stroop didn't work. I mean, but Stroop was fast. He was good. He just, yeah, yeah, he had his issues. And you can look at these dudes and be like, that guy's elite. That guy needs a deal. Not always. Oh. I mean, I think it's a guessing game. I really do, especially if you're getting signed early. I don't know that there's a, you know, a guy like Jet Reynolds. I think he is the odds-on favorite to quote unquote make it. But what's who knows if you know Ryder Di Francesco or Chance Hymas or Jet Reynolds or Matt LeBlanc or who knows who? What some one of them is going to become a champion? I'm firmly in belief of that. But yeah, Mumford, Mumford, another one. Mumford's my guy. How do you? How are you supposed to know at 13 years old which of those is going to be Eli Tomac and which of them may flame out? There's no way. So you're which, on some level you're panning for gold. Whichever one's on the Red Dog Academy this week, Marty. Jaleek Swole. Marty. Yeah. How is this Jaleek Swole in here. guy? We got to get Marty in here. And Marty. Marty's on the program too. I think uh, I think Small's on the program. I think Small's probably yeah. on the going to be pro with Rockstar Husky program. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it true that Marty's racing vet this race this weekend at at, at the ranch? That's what I heard. Just Battling uh, him and Brown. Yeah. I heard, I, heard, I heard Davos is riding vet class on a two fifty. Yeah. On a two fifty. On a two fifty. Yeah. Brutal. Um, right. You know what? Uh, with occasionally a guy sneaks through the cracks. I mean, Justin Cooper is really the ultimate example now. No one had even heard of him two years ago. And now he's on his way. Stole, but well, he, had a, he had a deal, though. He stole he's factory hot, Yamaha. Yeah, he stole Hot Rass Ride. Stop it. He he stole Challenge Tennant's ride when he started beating Challenge Tennant at Loretta's. So, I mean, anybody could have had him two years ago, anybody. And that was the same thing with McElrath. So, unfortunately, JT, you're probably right. Now that McElrath just recently won a moto, it's realistic that McElrath right now could be a Supercross champ. Last two years, he was in yeah. contention for it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's only going to make them swing harder and say, damn it, TLD got this guy. No one even knew who he was. It, it We're going to have to get even more guys. It to took make sure four we don't years. Like that. It took four years on a factory team for McElrath to become a possible champion. Like four years of, of I mean, salary he, and grooming for McElrath to, to, to finally reach this level. Osborne's, what's wrong with that? Osborne's 28, Jamar's 25. Oh. I don't, like, under, I don't the one, understand the what one, point is. Yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with that? I'm saying that's not perfect. I'm no? saying you don't know. Like, you have no idea. So why why give these kids these deals that guarantee them money and status because they're hoping when one you of don't them know? Hit. They're hoping uh, one of them hit. Yeah, but what does that mean by hit? When? What Win is titles. It? Okay, well, McElrath hasn't. And and these other guys haven't. Like, there's, Tomac has. Barsha has. Kennard has. Dude, but those guys were the elite of the elite. You watched them. You, you, you knew. You watched them. You didn't just take the winner of a particular year. You didn't just look it's at because that. they're afraid someone else is going to get them. That's why. Like right now, if you're every other brand but Yamaha, you can say to yourself, damn it. If we had signed Justin Cooper two years ago, Yamaha wouldn't have him. He would. And now he might actually turn out to be really good. But he's going to win for them, not us. So that's the whole gamble that they're willing to. They're fighting each other. That's what they're fighting. 
teams are battling each I mean, other. Tomac to get, and Barsha and Kana- I mean, these guys were elite. They what about rip, Savacci? They, they ripped through For the sure. ranch. Savacci? What has Savacci won? Right now, what has Savacci won? Lots of races. Just these guys. He's, you know, he's been within a point or two of two Supercross championships. Well, okay. He's won lots of. That's a success. If you're, if you're, Savacci's legit. Yes. Yeah. If you're going back and you're looking at Joey Savacci at Loretta's, yeah, and you flash, seven, seven nationals and yeah, I think seven Supercross. That's a success, something. bro. You flash yeah. forward to no, now. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I don't I'm, know. I'm with that, you. He was a Red Bull KTM rider. Like he was. But he wasn't a can't miss guy. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay. So you, you picked the one. I'll, I'll give you Zach there was Bell. A lot more than one. You know, there's been a lot. Right, we we got to go. We can keep going around and around. I just wanted a damn name on who was going to be the guy. Pierce Brown has got the hype coming in. Pierce Brown. Yeah. And then, but, but Jet Reynolds is still on track to oh, yeah. be Absolutely. a great. Yes. And Mumford, where are we at on Mumford? He likes Paul Pomek's show. I like Mumford. Where, how are we going to do? I think he's a little young yet to know. Okay. I think next two years, next two years will be the critical juncture for him. Reynolds, by the way, Jet Reynolds got hurt. He's not racing this year. Oh, yeah, but he's still oh, he's yeah. still there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still fine. But, but of the of the riders turning pro at Unadilla for our listeners, Mitchell Falk will be about the only one. Uh, I should, should know better, but I'm driving and I'll have the loop in front of me. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, but remember, I'm trying to qualify all this. Hammaker, maybe? Garrett Marchbank should count. Garrett Marchbank should count, and he was, when he raced this summer, he was good, and you can see that he's going to be good, but he doesn't count because he raced tank top. Is right. Hammaker moving up? So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I would not be surprised. There's no room at Pro Circuit for him, so I, I would yeah. not be surprised if he waits a year. Right. I don't think he is. There's no room. No, and Marty's got a shot. Got to have Marty. Yeah, got yeah, to have Marty. Got to have Marty. No room. No room at all. Um, you know uh, what, uh, Steve? I will give you this. I'll give you this. Alex Martin, second, could have been second in points last year, probably going to be second in points this year. The ceiling for a lot of these riders, the best-case scenario is that they'd be that good at any point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Second in points in a 24-moto series is really hard to do. That might be as good as any of them ever get to be. I'll give you that. Uh, And that's years in. That's not going to happen next year. It's just a yeah. The whole system is just jacked up, and I'm glad that a team owner and a team manager agreed with me like a month ago. And one of them you'd be surprised yeah. at who who told me that. I'm like, wow, okay, all right. Um, that's what Shugel. Anything else, boys? That's it. No, I'm good. Weekend off for everybody except Weege. Yep, <laughs> everybody off except for Wargett. Huh. So that is it. Definitely not a weekend off. Definitely uh, not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell everybody the ranch that uh, uh you know. I'm there for them, and, I, and I'll be there. I, I'm a big believer in all of them. Don't uh, don't get. What about trouble? Evan Ferry? Lock up Evan Ferry. Five year deal. Here's Evan why. Ferry. Here's why Evan Ferry's going to work. Everybody, oh, okay. Here's why that's going to work out because he goes to school, okay, and he doesn't get to, to miss to go to all the races, and he just slowly is getting better, and he doesn't have any pressure on him. He doesn't have any big deals or anything like that. He's top ten, I believe. Right? He's like six, seven kid. He's legit, right? No, he's like, yeah. better than that. He's yeah. Good. Like. And, yeah, and so what, what will happen is when he turns 16, 17, it'll be time to go. And then he'll be so able you think to. That, you think that him not being better now is going to help him later? Yes. I think that's. that's you have 10 years. Really twisting. You have 10 years of, of all Twisting out. reality. You, nope. I'm a big proponent of going to school. Let's start there. I think that, I think that all these kids should be in school because. Well, none of them. The, percentage, the percentage of making 
life-changing money in this sport is very small and you're mortgaging your future by not going to school. I'm a big believer in that, but I don't know how you can make the argument that going to school is making Evan better. Well, Justin Cooper went to school and he wasn't, he just, but you think that's because that made him better? No, I'm saying Justin Cooper. That's what you just said though. You said that was the reason he was going to work. No, that's work one every- of the reasons. No, that's one what you of said. The, reasons. the reason he's going to work, everybody, is because he goes to school. No, no, because he goes to school. He doesn't take it super seriously right now. It's not an all-out living. All he does is ride. It, it's it, Trust me. The family is, is taking it slow, like Justin Cooper, like Shane McElrath. They ride all the time. I understand. They're all that's over fine, the place. But it, you have 10 years of not getting burnout and everything else. That's a theory that's out there, not, not by me, but by others. And Red Dog is like, hey, when it comes time to go we will go all out but right now at a young age we don't need to sell the farm to win loretta's titles and i like that that's a good theory i i don't disagree in theory but i also think if you don't believe that evan is riding nonstop, he rides i didn't say that i don't know his practice schedule i do because i see it every day well okay you don't know exactly what you're seeing jt could be all be one day on instagram you don't really know it's instagram story and i don't really know either post retroactively I'm just saying, it, like McElrath or Cooper, when it comes time, Justin Cooper, when it comes time, they're going to put an effort into it. And the kid might not be burnt out by that. But you can't say that's the sole reason they're doing well. That's ridiculous. We'll see. That's why it's going to work, everybody. That's stupid. That's why it's going to work with Evan Ferry. No bias at all. No bias. It, involved in that. None. No, I like that. That's what I would do if I was if I was a parent. That's Me how too. I would do it. Me too. But I don't okay, think that's well, the sole perfect. reason they're going to do well. All right. Weege? This means we get Red Dog reinserted into the pro scene and back at all the races to hit his pro. <laughs> it's a win-win-win for I mean, honestly, yeah. Anything like that could be my end goal here. Well, we got we got Marty, Red Dog, and Stu into this podcast. We got him. Does, we, got him. we checked all the boxes. Does Evan Ferry battle Marty for titles in 250 Supercross? <laughs> <laughs> and then Timmy's super conflicted, right? Yeah, those are his guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marty's gonna and kill Swole. you. You should one be day. rooting for Swole. Why are you not rooting for Swole? I found all about this Swole guy. I, I got his whole story. I just found out Jimmy's about him guy. like two months ago. You never heard of him before then? No, super tied in. No, super I, connected. <laughs> nobody said I was super connected. <laughs> I just got. I, so he's got a rough family life, and Timmy's taking him in, and mm-hmm. there. Bobby Hewitt has been a huge help to this kid, and he's fast. He's and, fast, yeah. And Timmy says he does not care about the sport. Outside of riding his dirt bike, like he doesn't follow the pro scene. He's not like a super fan, and the kid mm-hmm. just loves riding his dirt bike. I'm in. I like this story. I'm in with this kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I like it. You know what helps, by the way, if you're Tim Ferry, you you're able to be a little more patient. I mean, Timmy's already had the glory. He's had factory rides. He's been on Supercross podiums. He's won a championship. I think it's a little easier to resist the temptation than it is for another family to be like. Wait, wait, if we go to a training facility now at age 13, we could get factory motorcycles in the next six months and a paycheck? Ah, oh, my God, this is our chance. So I think it's a little easier when you've already been there to resist those temptations for a couple extra years. So That's what I'm that's saying. Awesome. It's a smart way to it's do awesome, it. awesome, but not many people are have dads who have been in a factory team for 10-some 10, 10 years like Timmy, and he's willing to wait for it again. That's a little different scenario. No, financially, he's all, yeah, financially, Evan's got to. And, and you know, financially, too, yeah, he yeah. doesn't need to live off his kid yep. right now. So, yeah. well, he's a genius. Yep. That's the bottom that line. That's how we're going to end this. Tim Ferry's a genius. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. 
FlyRacing.com. Thanks to those guys for making it happen. 2019 gear out now. Please grab it while you can. Uh, Maxis and Alpine Stars as well. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, percent i am not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did go circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.